Hi folks, Eli Ramos here, creator and editor of Under the Electric Stars. This is going to be our last episode before our usual summer hiatus, so I hope you're excited to hear it. We'll be resuming production of Under the Electric Stars come September, but we should have a special episode ready for you during the summer, as well as tons of other stuff to listen to on our podcast network, Astro Podcasting Network. We'll also be hosting a Patreon drive in August, so if you can't wait till September, then you can pledge to our Patreon at patreon.com slash mixeliramos, that's M-X-E-L-I-R-A-M-O-S, to check out all the content we have and to support our network. That's all I have to say for now. Thanks for all of your support so far, whether it's just tuning in or if you pledge any amount on our Patreon, we appreciate it all. I'll see you in the credits. Here's the episode. Welcome everyone to our show. Tonight, we tell you stories from every corner of our world as we know it. From Glass House to Metropolis West to Caramolplex, each one is like a trick mirror. Spin it once, twice, three times, and see your reflection in it every time. Never the same, but always inexorably you. All stories have stories inside of them, which have stories inside of them, and so on and so forth, forever and ever. But let these tales illuminate the one we tell after this little diversion, for it's sometimes by a mirror that we reflect a brighter light. Ganymede, sweetheart, could you put Adina to bed? Tell her a story. Tell her ours. Okay, okay. Kane, come sit up here. I've got the perfect story. This can't be it. I want the full story. When we first met. One you've been waiting to hear for a long time. The whole truth. Once upon a time. Yeah, can you straighten that sign? Perfect. We should ask Mom if we can just replace this clock next time and leave the walls up for next year. Has anyone seen Giovanni? She has the etrogs. I don't know where she keeps putting them down. We need those. I think she went that way. Away from the suka? What's she doing with them? Uh, she just said something was going on and she wanted to find out what. Something so interesting she couldn't put the basket down? That I've gotta see. I'll catch up with you later. There she is. I'd better... Wait, who's that? Hiya, Shivani. Who's your new friend? That's a generous term. My name's Dr. Ronan Walsh. Fancy outfit you've got on. He's from... you know... <clears throat> yes. I'm from Glasshouse. I'm representing Poten Co.'s scientific expansion team. A scientist? Really now? I didn't think you'd come all the way out here. Long trip, isn't it? Where's the rest of your team? Doing further surveys in other locations. We're a pretty small team, so you'll really only be seeing me for the time being. I'd like to take some soil and water samples, if that's alright. You're all clearly part of an agriculturally-based community, so it would be helpful for us to know how you're doing out here. 
keeping track of the quality levels could... Well, we were actually in the middle of something, so we'll be on our way. Hang on, Shiv. Let's hear him out. I, for one, would like to know what the deal is with getting those samples. We've been observing the area to see if it's suitable for us to bring some new operations to the area. For my department, I'm responsible for food science. As you know, we've been subsisting largely on synthetic food in Glasshouse and the greater Metropolis West area, but there hasn't been a push to reintegrate agriculture anywhere in Metropolis West. I'd like to be a part of the change and connect with outside communities to learn how to better address food insecurity for our ever-expanding city. And how long have you been rehearsing that thesis statement? Uh, I, uh... So, you'd like to grow some more plants over there, help feed people better? In essence, yes. I can get behind that. Good day to talk about it, too. What do you mean by that? It's Sukkot. Basically, it's the end of the harvest season festival. That's why we're carrying all these fruits. Are you... eating them? These? No, no, you don't eat the dogs. At least not right now. But there will be a Seder, if you'd like to come. Wait, you're inviting him? Don't want you to be a stranger, Dr. Walsh. I feel like it'd be rude to turn it down, Mr... Uh, I'm sorry, I haven't gotten your name yet. Ganymede Moreno. Good to meet you. Now, come on, let's not be late. Though Potent Co. had established supplemental power on the outer rim of the city, there were still straggler societies that, if not recruited into the militia, would continue to establish fringe communities. These were found and systematically eliminated as soon as possible in order to maintain the peace and ensure resources for Metropolis West. But not all of those were stamped out. There are a few still out there, and I'd like you to find the biggest and best one. Caremolplex, right? I don't really care too much about the name, but yes, that one. I have reason to believe that Lola's son and the rest of her deluded little gang have made their way out there. Oh, what kind of proof do you even have of that? Seriously, no one leaves the metropolis and lives. You're kidding yourself. They certainly seemed convinced that they could. After I heard that radio broadcast that you two were so obsessed about, I recognized her voice, and the voice of one of my previous clients. I had the pleasure of solving that little mystery, finally. And wouldn't you know, I just found the perfect bot to help me make the trace back to Client 912's equipment he stole from me! Machine 004, awake from sleep mode, now! That's... that's what attacked us. Wow, it's so much smaller up close. You'll have to forgive its indiscretion. I asked it to target any interlopers in case they were who I was looking for, and I'm afraid it's not too bright with things that aren't code or machines. I've always felt hackers were a little distasteful anyways, but I'm sure he's happier like this. He? Are you saying this is a person? Well, it's not anymore. Pardon the slip-up. I tracked it to the Numatron tube station. I was searching for Client 912, but all I found was some hacker in a pool of his own blood. He was half dead anyways, but he'd seen 912, so I struck a deal with him. At least his intelligence didn't go to waste. And as far as your proof goes, we were able to reactivate my old equipment and hear a little conversation. Machine 004, 
play it for our guests. Jet has the map. Kings are right out of here, and the Metropolis couldn't care less about another Epsilon like me disappearing. We gotta make sure that even if someone breaks in, they're not gonna scrap all our stuff. So, take what you need and we'll sort of rest in the bunker. Uh, Lola, you ready to take your stuff down? I've got it, I think. Haven's communicator? I thought I disabled this. Ugh, Lola, you probably should have destroyed it. Hold on, I'll pull up my hacking computer, interrupt the- Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get more information, but like I said before, that's why I brought you two here. I hope you'll forgive the terribly rude way I had to do it. I just had to guarantee you'd come, but just know, as long as you're lending me a helping hand, you won't come to any harm. But why? I mean, why are you even doing all of this? Look, I agreed to come do this, but Cleo and I are on the same page about this. We deserve an explanation. For all your enjoyment of history, you barely know what's going on right under your nose. I suppose you're both young, and she was such a star. All you need to know is that Lola Sun and I worked quite closely with each other. But for all the incredible work she did, she tossed it all away to defy Potenko and dragged me down with her. I just want justice. Isn't that what you want too? So we're following her wherever she goes until we finally catch up. You'll be spending a majority of your time here in my auxiliary laboratory. Machine 004 will serve as your protection and a link to me should you need anything. I trust that you'll try to figure out the other signals in that drive as quickly as possible, because Machine 004 can also serve as a disciplinarian, if you try to step out of line. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got an appointment with another client. God damn. What the hell are we gonna do? Ava. Hey, hey. Are you okay? I'm really sorry, Cleo. Huh? No, what? You don't need to apologize for anything, Ava. If anything, it's my fault. I even promised you that I'd try to be more careful. Please, please don't take the blame for this one. We got caught up in all of this because of me. I caught the signal and put it on air. I went to that base and got spotted. I made us go on that wild chase through the Panel District Mall and get in that stupid fight. And I agreed to do this because I didn't want to see you get hurt. Well, I think I deserve at least some credit, but that's just me. <laughs> Ava, I'm serious now. If I was going to be stuck in an awful situation like this, which we are, I'd like to be stuck with you, which I am. You're seriously one of the smartest people I know, and if we put our heads together on this, you, me, and everyone we care about will be okay. Or at least I can promise you I'm going to try as hard as I can to make sure that comes true. And I'm glad I'm with you. If only to keep an eye out for you too. Someone has to. Thank you. Of course. I almost forgot that it... He was here. Do you think he's even 
actually alive in there anymore? Or are we just looking at a brain stuck through with some wires? Ugh, horrible imagery. But not outside the realm of possibility. Hello? Can you hear us? Like, say one beep for yes, two for no or something. Maybe he really is? I should have chosen something other than beeping. Since, you know, bots do that all the time. (sighs) Could have just been a fluke. I don't think so. Are you okay in there? Okay, yeah, that was a stupid question. Um, what should we call you? Or should I ask that as a yes or no question? Uber Kid Gamma 7? <laughs> Is that a username? Kind of a mouthful. Does just Gamma work? Hey, um, are we being listened to or recorded right now? Can we stop that from happening? At least for like a minute or, or something. Okay, timer. Wow, you bought us 20 minutes? That's a lot of time, actually. Thank you. Look, I know the first time we met got off on an interesting foot. I mean, you did seriously freak us out, but I get that you weren't totally able to control that. We've been chasing down this big mystery that we thought you were at the center of, but it turns out that you're just one part of this. But you're not just some clue. You're a person, too. We can't just let someone who's exploiting you get exactly what she wants. She's obviously bad news. We have to find a way out of this together. Yeah. I mean, you're clearly pretty genius if you remotely reactivated a tracker. Plus, it was you that helped locate us, right? So you're good at finding things. (laughs) That's what we need for this. We'll try to keep you out of trouble, but we have to stop her. You with us? Glad to hear it, Gamma. Welcome to the team. Then, let's finish reading what we have on the drive. Once upon a time, there was a man who lived on the outskirts of a beautiful castle. It towered high above everything else, and through its windows, you could see all the lords and ladies of the court passing through the spire, happy, free, careless. Its splendor was so great, its opulence so magnificent, that everyone all but forgot that there was a town in the shadow of the castle. This is where that man lived. Where the castle was wrapped in perpetual sunshine, the world he lived in was one of darkness. And so he left his home in search of that light. (sighs) That's everything. Kane. Val! Either of you awake? (sighs) Come find me then. Whenever you can. But what about his family? The man was not afraid to leave his home, for he knew that the people he loved most would be able to find him. He knew that they had all been bound together by a spell, one he thought of as a curse in some ways, but one that he also hoped would bring him back to them. He did not wish to leave everyone behind. 
but his home was so dark, and he believed surely they would follow him to the light, wherever it lay. All right, initiating crypto transfer. Damn, Sebastian, you actually got it. I'm impressed. What'd you do, sell everything you had to get all of this? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay, you got guts. Not brains, but you do have guts. Car's yours. To know why you want it when you get a pretty nice car at home. It didn't feel like taking it with me. Yeah, on your suicide mission. That's not what this is. You're betting all you have on a half-plated car and the clothes on your back all to what? Die on a road beyond the metropolis? <laughs> Good luck. If you're not traveling the glasshouse roads, you're not making it to another metropolis. Hell, I sort of doubt there even are any. I don't want another metropolis. I don't want another glasshouse. I want to be free. Always with your head in the clouds, man. Suit yourself. And for what it's worth, thought you were a nice kid. Gullible, but nice. Oh, save it. You've never dreamed of anything but the next crypto in your account. That's all there is. Oh, what then? How did he travel? Did he take a helicopter? Or a truck? Or a submarine? <laughs> no, no. Remember, Kane, this is a fantasy story, okay? He got the best carriage he could from a local merchant and set off into the wild unknown. Everyone thought that beyond the tower was death and destruction. After all, no one had ever seen the people of the court leave their citadel. But he had gotten a map. A very special map that was supposed to point him to an enchanted palace, far away where everyone could see the sun. Well, how is the map special? It was like a code. A set of signals that the man had to decipher if he wanted to find the kingdom. He realized that they had hidden the pathway so that only the worthy could find them. There must have been something very special about that place. But as for what it was, he wasn't sure. He had spent many sleepless nights looking over the symbols. Seb, that's gonna get mad if you make us wait any longer to eat dinner. I said you could just eat without me. I'm busy. Dude, you're always busy. Come on. I'm like really, really hungry and I don't want Dad to start yelling. Tell him I'm not interested. Seb. Goodbye, Kane. <sighs> okay, well you better not get mad at me if he makes you wash all the dishes. I'm just the messenger, okay? Seb? Okay, let's see. So these points are situated northeast. Ugh! And once he'd driven to the edge of the town, he prayed that the map would keep him safe on his journey. Destination is beyond limits of Metropolis West. Please register that you are accompanied by a potent co-representative within the next 30 seconds, or authorities will be contacted. I'm stupid glasshouse tech! Access granted. Enjoy your drive. Good riddance. Then what happened next? Koya, you're supposed to be reading me the story, not just reading it yourself. Sorry, sorry, but don't worry, Kane. I'd never get to the good parts without you. First, the man had to traverse a burning hot desert. The sun beat down on him as his carriage rolled across the burning sands. <sighs> Didn't think I was ever going to get these blisters. Are there any monsters he has to fight? Are they big? What kind? Does he use blasters to fight them off? Or, you know what? 
I hope he has a sword. Can he have a sword? <laughs> patience, patience. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Then, as he crossed the desert, he ran into a roving gang of bandits. We said stop the car. Come on, come on. Power pack, fit in place. Subject returning fire. We're in pursuit. The bandits chased the man all across the desert, gaining on him inch by inch. Desperately, the man tried to follow the map, but the symbols began to fall away. Signal lost. Signal lo lost. And the man grew weary and began to doubt himself. His spirit waned, especially because he had sustained a terrible injury. <laughs> no, no, no. God damn it. I'm not dying. Blood streamed down his face, blinding him as he raced away down the road. And just as he thought he was free of them, you know what he came across? A dragon! Exactly. And he knew that right now, he could not face it. Because who was he? Just a man from a town in the shadow of a tower. And no man could do what he needed to do. Stop in the car! Let me die here. Soft movement. He might still be alive in there. Ganymede. 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 Hmm? You've been making lovey-dovey eyes over that glass house doctor for the past... I don't know how long he's been around. Two weeks. That's two weeks too long. How much time can it take to pick up some soil and put it in a test tube? Science can take time. You know that. Sure. But having him be around so often is suspicious. What kind of data is he actually sending over? I know it's odd, but he's trying to help his community, and ours can offer him at least part of a solution. He's been pretty respectful so far, too. I want to keep us safe as much as you do. But that doesn't mean we can just kick out anyone we please. And besides, he's leaving soon anyways. Why is he looking this way? Oh, hi, Ganymede! I'll be done in just a few more minutes. What is going on between the two of you? Lunch plans. Last day and all. Hiya, darling. Working hard? <laughs> Just finishing up. Spent most of the morning testing nitrogen levels and comparing against metropolis soil. The difference is incredible. And your use of hydroponics, too? Really fascinating stuff. Thank you. My family's been farming for quite a few years now, so we're kind of old hands at this. I picked the right person to hang out around, then. That's how I feel about you. <laughs> uh, let me store these real quick. So, where'd you like to eat? Not a huge selection of choices, but you seemed to mighty like that curry place. That was incredible. But you're supposed to be choosing today. We switch off, remember? I'm relinquishing my decision this time. My treat. Okay, okay. Thank you for that. How about we do curry again, then? I'd be delighted. So, soil samples are good. Water's good. I hope you're telling them that we're good at our jobs here. Maybe to leave us the hell alone with all the other stuff? Huh, you don't want me around anymore. You're different. You actually kind of care? I think Potent Co. could actually change if people like you are working with them. You're not here to just see if you can seize our land from us. 
Unless, of course, that's what you came to do. No, no, gosh, no. Strictly data is all I work with. Your whole place is something I'm kind of jealous of, if I'm being honest. You have all of this great work you're doing agriculturally, right? But, like, you guys are a community. I don't want to romanticize it. Obviously, it's really hard living out here, but I love that you guys do things together. A lot. When I was first working with my team, I didn't even meet them until I finished my first month. I was always doing bench work, under the fume hood, pipetting samples, and even then, I don't think they got me that well, to tell the truth. Table for two, please. Also, wait, really? I mean, I guess I saw you by yourself when you first came here, so that's not totally far-fetched, but what do you mean they don't get you? Obviously, we're all pretty much on the same page when it comes to our research goals, but beyond that, we're nothing more than co-workers. I don't think if I asked, they would know anything about me. Like what? Hmm? Like, what kind of things would you say they should know about you? I don't know, a favorite color, things I like doing outside of the lab, the food I like. Let's see. You're always wearing green, so I suspect you like that color. You seemed like you had a lot of fun when I took you driving around. I did have fun. I don't know anything about cars, but wow, you can drive. And food you like, well... Hi there, can I take your order? I think I'll do the tikka masala again. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. I'll take a plate of that too, thank you. Perfect. I'll send someone over with it. How'd I do? Good. Great, actually, but that's not really that surprising. I know. We've been spending a fair bit of time hanging around each other, so I might be disqualified. (laughs) Come on, Ganymede. I already knew we were friends. You've been super nice to me, inviting me to all sorts of stuff. Even Shabbat dinner. I mean, I was already thinking about converting, but getting to be around more Jewish people, that really started cementing it for me. Yeah, I get the feeling. I was pretty young when I converted, but, you know, I never want you to feel like an outsider in any spaces you'd like to have a place in. You do a great job of that. Really, I mean, this place, the way you all do things, you... It's been better than I could ever ask for. (laughs) Now you're just sucking up to all of us. (laughs) Enjoy. And don't forget, if you can... Fill out our form out front and pay it forward with some community service. Oh, wow, I did not realize how hungry I was before I saw this. Yeah, let's eat. Seriously, this is so good. I don't get it. It's never this tasty when I cook it myself. Glad you enjoyed this place so much. Ganymede, you alright? You looked super sad for a second there. I'm alright, really. I was just thinking it was... Awful sad that this is the last time we'll be doing lunch plans together, you know? I mean, yeah, I do like the people here, obviously. These are my people. You know what I mean? But being around you has been pretty fun. Showing you new things made me appreciate what we have here more, and I wish I could just keep doing that. Keep taking you around, see what things you like and what things you dislike. Find out more of the answers to the questions you wish people would ask you, because... uh, Wow. (laughs) Well, uh, I think I'm getting a little ahead of myself. We don't have to stop doing these things together. 
I mean, we do. Can't pretend you're gonna keep coming around as soon as you've gotten everything you need. Which, it's been an awesome two weeks. Feels like it flew by, and yet I have done more around town with you than I do with pretty much anyone else. I mean, I don't consider myself a total workaholic, but I can get pretty hyper-focused on what I'm doing. I skip out on stuff I'm doing with people to check up on the crops or make sure our software for auto-watering is up to date. But you really like that sort of stuff, and talking with you for all those hours about my work made me feel... made me feel like you appreciated it. And appreciated me. I do! Thank you. It means a lot. Because... I didn't think I'd have to start saying this, but I've got this inkling I might have started to like you more than most people. Or, let me not put it so delicately. I just realized that I have feelings for you, and you're leaving. So that is an interesting predicament I've gotten myself into. Wow. Wow. Sorry to spring that on you right before you go back to Glasshouse. I hope that doesn't make your last memory of this place totally terrible or anything. I... um, I was gonna wait until we finished eating. Which, if you want to eat, you should. I can save this for the end of the meal. Don't think I've got much of an appetite right now. My stomach's flip-flopping all over the place. Okay, then I may as well say it now. I'm not leaving. I... wait. What? I'm not leaving for Glasshouse. Did something happen? Are you in trouble? Nope. Can you really just do that? Nothing says I can't. Things are looking good for us to expand operations here. Though I'm not totally sure what that means. I know they wouldn't bring my team if it didn't have to do with the work we were already on. Actually, I... Submitted my request to stay on last week, and I got approved last night. But what about your work back home? I care about the Metropolis. I do. But so do the people I work with. I'm part of the big machine we call teamwork, and honestly, it would be great for us to have a liaison here. I talked it over with them, and they said they'd be happy to let me stay. You better not be joking around with me. I'm not. Whoa! (laughs) I really thought I wasn't going to see you ever again. Now you'll be seeing me plenty. I'm glad it all worked out. I want to be here. With you. Me too. And now I've got everything I could ever want right here. (laughs) Your food's gonna get cold, you know. I'd hate for you to waste a plate of my favorite food. (laughs) So, he hates wasting food. That's something new. That should have been obvious. And now you've got all the time in the world to learn new stuff about me. It was after only five outer communities remained that Care Mallplex would slip out of detection, having violently seized a potent co-property that had been taken under Code 57A of civil forfeiture. In doing so, they recloaked its location and continued to defend its borders while also sending out changing signals to alert glasshouse defectors and metropolis runaways. 
While we consider them to be a threat, they're in low enough numbers at this juncture that we don't project a full-on attack will be necessary until... Oh no! That's why Hayden's been trying to stamp out all the signals. A full-on attack will be necessary until... Oh no, that's this year. Oh god. I really screwed this up, Cleo. Hey, hey, Ava, I, I know. Feelings are important and all, but we need to focus on the task at hand. We're on a time limit, remember? If we can decode these signals and interpret them, we can put a stop to them too. But Dr. Haven is reporting this whole thing directly to Potent Co. And honestly, from the looks of all of this, I wouldn't be surprised if some shady executive or corrector tortured the rest of this information out of her. If she did decide to hide anything from them. All of this feels so crazy. I had no idea that everything was so bad. Studying history all the time and always running into gaps of information. I thought it was just laziness or some shady government conspiracy to hide, like, underground labs. This is worse. This is people. All over the place, suffering for what? For people who already live on top to keep making more? It's a lot. Even in the metropolis, it's so easy to just look away from the bad stuff that happens. See a guy begging on the street and just hurry away. Because it's not like your pocket doesn't hurt too. But... Seeing it's like this, even places you can't reach, makes you realize how far-reaching all of it is. I thought I could just worry about me and my family, but that's not really possible anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but let's not get stuck in the wallowing. Like you said, now that we have context... We can decode them and figure out what to do with all of it. Oh man, that is a lot of ciphers and codes. Apparently, some of these were re-encrypted over 20 times. That's enough to make anyone give up. Me included. There is no way we're breaking any of those anytime soon. Agreed. There's what seems to be coordinates, but those are scrambled too. There's a bunch of colons and periods in them where I don't think they should be. We could run those through Gamma to brute force them to something readable, if that works for you. Because, hopefully, if Ava and I can solve something, then we'll have a backup, just to confirm. I'll feed the data in, then. And last but not least, audio files. Well, guess that's what we're good at. Never underestimate your own talents, Kaleo. These ones seem to actually be compatible with the laptop, so I'll just go ahead and play them. They do all have that same sound at the end though, right? Kind of like the DRO message. I wonder what that could be. It says here that these were all picked up on various radio stations at seemingly random times. Hmm. That, unfortunately, knocks out a lead. Uh-huh. 
doesn't sound like Morse code, and probably not another kind of audio cipher if there's that sound at the end. Hey, you know how at Moondog we don't do all that many shoutouts? Sometimes you'd want to sneak one in for your friend or brother or something, but you didn't want to go through the trouble of clearing it with a supervisor. You'd make these little clips that they knew were for them, and if you ran it through a sonic visualizer... I'm suddenly very glad we did this on my work laptop. We can visualize this on a spectrogram. Like so. There are messages hidden inside. This little symbol here at the end was making that sound. But I've really got no clue what these other things are. Glees 832, Itonda. Those don't mean a whole lot to me. You already went through the coordinates? Man, you're fast. These are really weird groupings. Like 94.7, 101.9, Wait, are these stations? Hey, hang on, is there a radio anywhere in here? Right, radio panel on your side. Okay, let me just tune into these. And that's 101.9. All of these radio stations are dead air or cleared from ham radio frequencies. Which means these are the stations these must have been playing on. These other numbers on the list might be times then, right? It says... 0038... 0606... 1014... And so on. So... These must correspond with the radio stations. Somehow. But there's so much data to sort through. I don't know how- Timer's down to one minute. This is good progress, but we shouldn't let Dr. Haven know we even have any of this. We'll slowly give her information while we're figuring things out, but in the meantime, let's hide any data we got from our new buddy here. Dr. Elizabeth Haven speaking. If you need a little Haven help, You've come to the right place. Ah, yes. Wonderful to speak with you again. I've just obtained a few new associates for helping me track down Zero Zero. I'm aware that someone's very recently made this union a matter of interest to you, and I can only assume they failed miserably. But rest assured, I'll be taking at least one operative in. Oh, the one of interest to you. Well... I'm not completely abreast of who's who in that little ragtag group, aside from the most notorious names, but I'll see what I can do. I'll keep you posted, ma'am. Pleasure talking with you. Ronan, sweetheart, something's wrong. <sighs> Kidding me, babe. What time is it? I don't know, just... do you hear that? Don't hear anything, but I sure smell something. What is that? Did I... Leave the stove on or something? Actually, don't answer that. I'll go down and... Let's both go down, Ronan. I have a really bad feeling about all of this. Mr. Moreno! And, uh, Dr. Moreno. 
That's us. I'm so sorry to wake you both up like this, but we're setting out an alarm in a moment. We're in the path of a wildfire and it's a big blaze. Everyone needs to evacuate. We're heading to Caramelplex, but you should pack your things and get ready. Hang on, what? I just heard the news, but my girlfriend is packing up our stuff. We don't have all that much, so I thought I'd run and tell everyone else in the neighborhood so we can get going. And fast. We're just supposed to uproot our whole lives? I don't know. I don't know anything, really. I mean, I hope not. But you both know how crazy the fires can get. A fire just took out District D-153 last year. Go tell the others. We'll get ready. Thank you. Oh, Ronan. How are we supposed to leave? This is where I grew up. This is where my family lives. This, this is my home. I can't abandon it. There's no other alternative. If we go, it'll be completely unguarded. Someone could come and destroy it, whether it's desperate people or Celadon Carbonate coming to scrap our stuff. Uh, someone should stay. No, Ganymede. No one can. There's no guarantee that the fire will pass us by, so either way, part of this town will be destroyed. And that's okay. We have to be okay with that. But we got married here. We live in this house. This was supposed to be our house. We're supposed to have kids here. I know. And I'm sorry. Don't think this isn't hard for me, because it is. I love this town, and I always will. But I'm looking out for both of us right now, and I say our lives are more important than the house. Once we get out of this situation, I promise we'll try to come back. If it means I have to rebuild our home from the ground up, I will. Out of everything, it's you that makes that place a home, okay? Okay. So, let's pack up as much as we can. Okay. I'm sure our neighbors will need our help too, so... Right. Let's do it. We still have enough space for a few more boxes in our truck. Anyone need it? We want to make sure you have everything before you leave. Babe, can you go around and ask? I think someone needs help lashing everything to their car. On it. Anybody need to pack stuff? We've got some extra space. I mean, it's probably something to do with that potent co-scientist. Excuse me. Oh, crap. Nothing. I'm sorry, no. I don't think I misheard. You were talking about my husband. It's just that Dr. Walsh... Moreno, if you would. Dr. Moreno only moved in a few years ago. And ever since then, we've run into more trouble. Oh, really? How exactly is that Ronan's fault? He moved in, and we suddenly had more people from Potent Co. coming around the place for a while. That would have been his team, yes. Well, after that, our crop yield was lower. You brought him out to the fields! So you should know that's on him. I'm sorry, the year we had less than four inches of rain? So we can control the weather now? And besides, this fire could be the same thing. We haven't been getting good rains for years now. Sometimes these things just happen. But he's an outsider. And why does that matter? 
I can see you two are young. That doesn't excuse what you said, but I know why you said it. You're scared and you need someone to blame. But that perception of safety shouldn't stop you from welcoming new people in. The day you pass up helping someone because you're more worried about saving your own skin is a day you're gonna regret for the rest of your life. We've all been outsiders. Don't let someone suffer for that. Got it? Got it. Everything okay, hon? Yeah, everything's okay. I... I heard what happened. You did? Sorry if I overreacted. No, I, I appreciate you looking out for me, but... I kind of feel like I don't deserve it. What? Don't say that. Yen, I got a message from my team. They said that our research project was discontinued because they got rejected for the cramped. Potent Co. didn't see it as profitable any longer, and so my team warned me to get out of here. Potent Co. sent the fire. And they're going to write it off as another natural disaster, but then they'll seize the land. God, and it is my fault, because if I'd never come here- I'm serious, Ronan. Don't you even think about another word coming out of your mouth. You came here with good intentions, and so did the rest of your team. You treated us with respect and kindness. It is not your fault that a corporation decided to do something so horrific. I'm so, so happy to have met you. And I'll always look out for you and keep you safe, okay? You are a part of this community. Always. Thank you. Days passed, and the man simply would not wake up from his long dreaming. The dragon had injured him grievously, and when he came to, he was completely alone. But it was not to the mangled remains of his carriage, nor was it to the home he once knew. No, he had been rescued by members who belonged to the very same enchanted palace that he wished to enter. Head. Jesus. Oh gosh, you're awake! Wow, that's good news. Uh, hi there, I'm Ronan Moreno. Uh, Sebastian. Sebastian, you're probably pretty darn hungry, so I better run and get you a little something to eat, yeah? I'll call a proper doctor for you. I'm a doctor, but not that kind. I'm so glad you're okay. Seemed like things were pretty nasty out there with how shaken up everyone was. Hey, and don't pick at your stitches. Uh, d- so- sorry. Welcome to Caramelplex, kiddo. Now, if you'll excuse me, I gotta go tell everyone else you're no longer in a coma. Though he did not arrive in the fabled kingdom of his own accord, he had gotten there all the same, and for that he was grateful. For him... It was not about the journey, but the destination. His injuries took many months to heal, for the dragon was cunning and brutally strong. Kinder souls residing there in the kingdom whittled him a cane to hobble upon while he relearned how to walk, and apothecaries mixed many potions to help him gain back his strength and dull the edge of pain that had lodged itself in his body. 
Once he was strong enough, he was finally able to meet the queen of the court he had entered. Hello there. Come. Sit. What is your name? Baz, or uh, Baz Reyes. I keep forgetting you guys do that here. Sebastian Reyes, if you need my full name. Nice to meet you, Baz. I'm Nel Palomo. I'm sort of the de facto leader around here. I heard about you from Bunny, or, um, Tari. Yes, I had my meeting with him a few days ago. You're both quite new arrivals by our standards, but I do apologize for holding Buns first without meeting with you. They're more of a threat level than you are. What's that supposed to mean? Tari's not a threat? Well, Tari DeWitt used to be an influencer in Glasshouse. Someone with a fair amount of sway in the place they escaped, and reputation, especially a positive one among that crowd, can be dangerous. A past, though. Is this a test? I just like to vet people who come here if they come in such unusual ways. Usually, I can do it by observation, but in your case, you were injured, and we were quite busy. I trust your healing process has been alright. I'm sorry, I couldn't oversee it myself. Yeah, uh, I, I think I'm okay. And you're not a common sight around Caramalplex. You're rather solitary. Are you having second thoughts about coming? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, this isn't really how I thought I'd get here. And it's not really how I thought it would be either. It, it's not bad, it's just different. Many fantasies often differ from reality. I'm sure people have told you that. Yeah, too many times. I mean, have you been to the Metropolis? Many times, in fact. Not my favorite place in the world, you understand. Right, I, I get that, but it's just... This place is so big. Other communities in the area unfortunately had to migrate here or risk elimination by Potenko. We wouldn't have grown so much otherwise. Okay, yeah, what's the plan here? What plan? Like, I had no idea how many people were here, all with a huge vendetta against Potenko. I mean, we could fight back. You basically have a whole army here- I'd prefer if you didn't call the people living here that. I understand that you, like many others who have come here before you, have dreamed of a revolution. But I advise you not to lose yourself in that. This place is not a recruitment center, nor do we want any more violence. We are not in a position to overthrow anything, let alone the biggest company there is. This is a safe haven. Don't treat it like cannon fodder. And besides all that, I hope you understand why we feel that way. And I invite you to make your home here, if that's what you'd like to do. Despite the Queen's kind words, the man felt the weight of them pressing down on him. Somewhere in his heart, he had truly longed to make it so that all his hometown and every town thereafter had the chance to see the sun. But like with the dragon, he was just one man. And the foe that he faced was the insurmountable tower that none had ever survived scaling, toppling, or even making a scratch upon its surface. A dragon could be ferocious, of course. But a tower was stalwart and unfeeling. And the man felt keenly that the hearts of those he tried to speak to of his plan were like that too. 
stony, and convinced that the tower could never fall. You look down, Baz. I'm, I'm fine. It's just... It's frustrating to talk to people about all this. I thought when I got here, I, I could change things. You're one person. Don't expect so much of yourself. Funny coming from you. <laughs> oh, hush. I do appreciate you helping me with repairs. I, I could take it on full-time, you know? You clearly like being out of the garage more than you like being in it. Someone needs to watch out for you. <laughs> Thanks, man. And even though the man had grown to love the palace with its generous court and plentiful banquets, half of his heart always belonged to his family back home. The kingdom's magic spells that had guided him there were now laid bare to him, and he hoped that he could use it to at least get some word back from them. Hello? This is call sign Bravo Alpha Zulu 838. Do you copy? Again, this is call sign Bravo Alpha Zulu 838. Does anyone copy? Broadcasting on frequency 142.8. This is Valeria? Kane? This is Seb? Call sign Brava Alpha Zulu 838. I know this isn't 103.7, but I know you still have my radio. Is anyone listening? Broadcasting on frequency 91.2. Broadcasting on frequency 179.9. Broadcasting on frequency 103.7. So, Val or Kane? If you're listening, it's me. Months passed with no answer. And day by day, the man grew lonelier and lonelier and wished more with every passing minute that he could come home. Even if he couldn't see the sunshine, at least he would be among his loved ones. And maybe they could put their heads together and bring light to their town. But no hero can ever go home again. But what about the spell? The spell, you know, the, the one that kept him and his family together. That should have worked, right? Then at least they could come see him. You would think that it would, but... This spell could not be activated by him. It couldn't point him back, so he could only hope that they would come and find him, the way he'd asked them to before he left. Baz, are you in here? Yeah. <sighs> I know today is hard for you. I get it, I do. One year, woohoo. You know, when we both came here, this... Uh, this life is the one that we wanted. One where we wouldn't be devalued and exploited the way we were before. But I know that it's still hard to leave things behind. I feel more like I was the one left behind. I thought they would come. I, I thought at least one person would. I, I don't know. I, I don't think they even care about all those things like I do. I don't really know who you're talking about still and and frankly if you never tell me I won't be mad but I can tell you that at least in my experience some things you have to just let go of all that hurt has to go someplace and you shouldn't hold it inside whatever ways you thought your life would be you just have to be okay with the fact that it's not there yet but you can take all the little ways your life brings you joy now and and make something out of that, at least. I, I get it though, really. Nothing can ever really replace the people you want to have by your side. Well, you know, you're doing a pretty good job of making me feel at least a little less lonely. <laughs> now you're just being nice. The man dreams of his life being one way, and it ends up different, and it's fine. 
because it has to be. Because at some point, he has to accept that no one from his hometown thought he was worth chasing after, and he has to be okay with that. That being alone and figuring out life without his family is just part of the process, that he has to make this new place home, eventually. He has to realize at some point that every story he told about himself, and the life he wanted, and the things he wanted for everyone he loves are just that. Stories. Not the truth. Because the man wasn't a hero at the end of the day. No one is. But you don't have to be a hero. And maybe we can tell a new story. Closing in on Kane's location. It seems they've stopped and are preparing to deploy the Historia once they find a suitable spot, so we'd better hurry! Right. Everything's together for the plan? Should be. It's a pretty solid one, though I'm glad you asked me for help. You might have gotten both of yourselves killed. With all of us together, it'll work for sure. I think. Kane! What? Wh what the hell are you doing here? You can't change what you did! I know I can't! I I'm sorry, Kane. I'm so, so sorry. Even if I was hurt, I shouldn't have pretended like those six years didn't hurt you too. I was supposed to be there for you. And I wasn't, but I'm here now, and we can't change the past. But we can change what we do now. Well, I'm choosing to do this. Even if it kills me. Kane, I have to tell you now. I got so scared after I had Adina. Old fears were surfacing about what it meant to keep my family safe. How to stop anything bad from ever happening. But behind my own back, I turned into a hypocrite. And I don't want to do that anymore. You and Sebastian, you both wanted to make a huge sacrifice to protect the people you love. And I admire that. You've inspired me to act. But we shouldn't have to sacrifice ourselves. What is that? I can tell you. Jet, there you are. Man, I thought I lost you, buddy. I screen jumped. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to leave you alone for so long. We scrapped that together on the way. Sebastian had the plan, I created some schematics, and Ganymede put it all together. It's a chain resistor. Jet said that before you discharged the energy, and the power surge didn't affect you. We can't do that, but what we can do is split the charge, so to speak. I can take a lot of charge, too. Between the four of us, it will hopefully be enough to pass the power through us all safely. No. I know this will work. I believe it will. Isang Baksak, remember? If one falls, we all fall. So, take my hand, Kane. Isang Baksak. All right. Here goes nothing. Barukata Adonai Eloheinu, Melek Haolam, Hagomel Lahayavintovu, Sheikh Molani Koltov. Once upon a time, there was a man.
He was a dreamer because it was the only thing that made sense. In a world where things could be so dangerous, he wanted to dream of a place where they weren't. His parents wanted to keep them all safe so badly that they made a decision that later on would nearly cost their children their lives. And despite that, and despite all the flaws that every member of his family had, himself included, he loved them all. But he wasn't always very good at showing it. He would run towards some far-off goal, and one day, he ran so far he turned around to see no one there. Once upon a time, he thought that meant he wasn't loved. But he was wrong. Once upon a time, there was a man who lost his home. Greedy hands stole away the very soil on which he and all his ancestors past had lived on. They robbed him of his memories of the earth and the security he felt there. He had always wanted his child to know the place they had come from, but that physical place no longer existed. All of those memories, however, were still inside of him. It was not right what happened to him and the town that he loved, but he would not let those greedy hands take his memories from him by making him so afraid that he would never open up again. He was tired of feeling like his walls needed to be up forever. So, he tore them down. A story can be a memory. A way to remember and record what happened, to reinforce the way that someone perceives the world. A story can be escapism. A way to brighten up the way that one sees things. But most importantly, a story can be a vision of the future. The stories we tell are the way we want things to be, and yes, one man can't do it all by himself. But we, we don't, don't have, have to do, do this, this alone. alone. Oh, looks like they did it. Come on, Vic, we gotta get Rona and Adina and everyone else out of there. It's connected! And we're all still alive. That was... That was something. Thank you so much. All of you. You guys jumped into action when I said I couldn't go down there. <laughs> but look at me now. Made it through my old hometown reunion. Oh, this could have gone so much worse without you, Ganymede. Thank you for braving all of this. Truly. And, um, Seb? Kane, I know I really screwed up in leaving home the way I did. Nothing I could say about how I felt back then justifies me abandoning everyone and expecting you all to follow me without question. Things are definitely not perfect between us. And they probably never will be. And if you need time to figure this all out, I can wait. Even if you don't forgive me, I... I want to be your brother again. Maybe we're not the same people as we were back then, but... There's hope in that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there is. 
You were gone for so long, and I looked up to you. <laughs> My whole life, really. I guess I started thinking of you as kind of perfect, in a way. But I was waiting for the brother I wanted back then. Instead of seeing the person you became. Thank you for being here. The way you are right now. I couldn't ask for anything more from you. I think it's about time we headed home. And when we're not fresh out of all of this, I want to talk to you about Zero Zero. Yeah, sounds good. And Jet, don't think I forgot to thank you. You did so much to get this all together, and for that, I'm definitely grateful. Jet, you okay? I'm feeling a little strange, but I'm okay. I th think. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. I think you took more of the electricity than any of us, huh? I guess so. Jet, you take a break. We can find our way back, so let's go, you guys. It's been a few days. Do you have any meaningful updates for me? I'd hate to hear that you've been so busy with nothing to show for it. Machine 004, if you would. And please, don't lie. We're still taking time to decode the audio files in here. I don't know what to tell you other than it takes time. Doesn't help that you took Ava. I suppose you were a little impaired in your progress since Ava's time and, well, solitary confinement is such a harsh term, but we can call it what it is. Time's up. I hope you don't get any more ideas about leaving before you're finished with what I asked. That'd be breaking our deal. But I like you, Ava. So, I figured I'd let you get a taste of the consequences first instead of Niusha. I'm... I'm not going to run anymore. Good. You learned your lesson. Now, with your other half back, I expect an update within the next 24 hours. Got it? Good to see you both. Can we speak freely? Hey, are you okay? I know it was part of the plan and everything, but solitary confinement does not really sound like my idea of a good time, you know? I volunteered for it. It was the least I could do since you got put on the business end of a ray gun multiple times throughout all this. It did work as a distraction though, right? It did. Gamma's been scanning the airwaves for any weird signals. And we've been putting together a pattern for what we already have. Your first guess was actually right. They are coordinates. In a way. The times each represent a small section of them. Even frequencies we think are for latitude and odd frequencies longitude. At least, that's what makes the most sense. But we don't really know what order to put the numbers in beyond starting with 38 on latitude and 121 on longitude. Well, my stunt wasn't just a distraction. I got something for us when I was out. Wow, low tech. 
It's a navigator's chart. You know where else I've seen that symbol on the spectrogram? In a history book with constellations. All of those random words. They're the names of stars. Which one of those was broadcasted at 038? Theta, Pisces, Ostrini. So, we start here. Then we figure out which broadcast matches up to the next star in the sequence. And so on. Till we get the coordinates. That is so majorly complicated. But, that's our first good lead. You're honestly really amazing at finding those. <laughs> Thanks. But, uh, yeah, anyways, uh... What's going on? I think that means Gamma found a signal broadcasting from somewhere. Brings our broadcast to a close. Until next time. Damn it. We just missed it. Like the broadcast says, I guess we just have to catch it next time around. We hope you enjoyed our stories we told tonight. Didn't I tell you? That each individual one would become part of the greater whole? That each one would shine a light on something grander than its individual parts. If I didn't, well, I suppose I'm telling you now. The whole story isn't finished yet, though it won't be for a little while longer. I'm sure you're curious to hear more from all of us, myself included so that you can really understand the bigger picture. But it's been said of me before that I like a good cliffhanger. And so, I think this is where we'll say goodnight. Eli Ramos here, creator and editor of Under the Electric Stars, an Astro Podcasting Network production. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and rate and review it wherever you're listening to us. You can find us on our website at underthealectricstars.com or on social media. We're at UTES underscore podcast on Twitter and Under the Electric Stars podcast on Tumblr. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mixeliramos. That's M-X-E-L-I-R-A-M-O-S. You can support Astro Podcasting Network at different tiers and get rewards like early access to episodes, annotated scripts, commentaries, behind-the-scenes posts, art, and even merch. That's not just for Under the Electric Stars, but all the shows on the network. The money you give directly goes to supporting our editors, showrunners, and actors who make these shows possible. Please support us if you have the means. Any amount helps. This episode focuses a lot on Jewish characters, so I wanted to take time to thank some people. First, thank you to Lucas Galanti, Ezra Lee Buck, Nico Kavanayan, Bev Yalkelson, and Kaliapi Monroe, who all taught me about Judaism in some way. I can't thank you all enough for being in my life and being my friends. Thank you also, of course, to the actors Rude Dickey and Bridget Guzowitz, who have lent both their voices and their experiences as Jewish people to these roles. And a very special thanks to Rude Dickey for selecting the prayers that would go into this episode and last episode. I appreciate that you helped me tell this story in a deeper and more meaningful way. Thank you. Our voice talents are as follows. Katriel Charoite as Nell Palomo, Bridget Guzowitz as Ronan Moreno, John Patnode as Sebastian Reyes, Rue Dickey as Ganymede Moreno, Mateus Nogueira as Kaleo Hale, 
Serena El-Hajali as Ava Jafari, Stephanie Arada as Elizabeth Haven, Rhea Ann as Kane Reyes, Philomena Sherwood as Tari DeWitt, Robin Guzman as Jet Reyes, and Christine Kim as Sujin Yi. Additional voices were provided by yours truly, Jenny Pan, Calliope Monroe, Q. Avraham, Inigo Sherwani, Keith, Devin Nissan, CC Megachita, Maya Worrell, and Audrey Pham. Attributions for sounds and music used can be found in the show notes. Thanks to Ezra Lee Buck and Audrey Pham, our $20 patrons on Patreon. And to everyone, thanks for listening, and see you in Metropolis West soon.